Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as light workers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's the Matter, we will shine light on a hot and relevant topic that means something to us, and we are sure will mean something to all of you. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Dreamcatchers. Hi, Marist. Hi, good evening, everyone. By the way, we accidentally match, which, by the way, we do all the time. Um, <laughs> Welcome. We are going to introduce our panel in just a moment, uh, but wanted to welcome our guests on Facebook and also on Apple in a few days when we put this live on iTunes. Um, this is a episode of a new arc that we have created called What's the Matter? Because this particular conversation and what we're going to be talking with these beautiful guests today about is a matter that Marissa and I are both kind of thinking about right now because we are going through it ourselves, which is the concept of working from home and going back to work at home. So we are thrilled to have our guests here today. Marissa, do you want to add anything to that before we have our guests introduce themselves? So actually to our audience near and far, just for the record, the, the, the subject or the title of today's episode is actually back to work. And I put that in very large quotes. Um, and I wanted to also insert back to school and also back to question mark and also all insert all superlatives here, but for lack of time and space and energy and all of us being on the same page and being sane, I've removed all that. So just back to work. And I have included these three talented women that have appeared at different times in their lives in Jamie and my web. Uh, and I like to in- let them introduce themselves, but I do want to say that what's been fun um, or a silver lining in the last few months is that my brain has been very busy trying to come up with content that I feel is extremely relatable and healing for everybody out there, including myself. And this was one of my conversations that I've had over the course of the last few months that was a real conversation that many people were experiencing. And I wanted to hear how my colleagues, peers, and friends were managing. Because I think that sometimes when we just talk about things out loud, they feel better. So Mm -hmm. today, our what's the matter, and Jamie loves the double and triple entendre, is the fact that we are back to work. And some of us are back to work in a way that um, is now extended a lot longer than we've ever expected. And also in our homes, in places that were perhaps not set up for work from home for months and months and months of the time. 
So I also have said right before we got on air that I know we've all seen jokes and all heard all these me and seen these memes in our Instagram. The memes give me life. I don't know about you guys. That was like part of my like the best part of my quarantine was just like seeing all the great, amazing memes. But the truth is, is if any one of us were to sit down and talk to the girls that we were a year ago today and say, could you imagine if something like this happened and not one of us would have ever for millions of dollars thought that we'd be in the position that we're in today. Sure. Correct. Correct. So with that said, Correct. I'm actually going to introduce my, my guest of my guest of honor who inspired this conversation and let her take it from there. But my friend, Marsha, um, and Marsha, who is in my top left corner of the Brady box, the, the Brady, Brady box, um, <laughs> Marsha, go ahead and, and you can introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you do, where you work, and why I approached you. Okay. Thanks, Marissa. And thanks, Jamie, for having me. Um, I'm so excited to be here and be part of your tangled web. Um, I am Marsha Grivas. I work at Bristol Myers Squibb currently, and I work in the worldwide training, design, and development department, uh, creating curriculum for our field sales force, uh, making sure that they understand disease state and product so that they're confident and equipped uh, to go out into doctor's offices um, and make sure that they can have uh, great conversations um, on behalf of our patients. And uh, the reason why this conversation came to be is because I was openly complaining that um, I was uh, letting my entire company into my master bedroom for every call that I had. And while everybody was looking past my head to see the Peloton in the background and asking me a million <laughs> questions about the Peloton, um, I real I quickly realized that um, it wasn't sustainable to keep um, inviting people into my bedroom um, and having business conversations. And I uh, had to make an adjustment in our house and uh, create space for myself. So that's how the conversation came to be. It is quite interesting, the intimacy that is immediately shared, which sometimes is welcomed and sometimes is not. And mm -hmm. P.S., if you're an avid Pelotoner, like we all may or may not be, <laughs> they ended up at the beginning of COVID having weird backgrounds. And then somewhere about a few weeks in, they all had a similar set with a Jonathan Adler animal and stacks of books. They so did. guess what? In fact, even they, they felt the same. Like they were on a set. And I'm like, yeah. they're shaping stuff home. So they definitely, the they definitely felt the same. And they, they were like, listen, I love how everyone's nodding. You're like, yeah, that did. I noticed that. So yeah. anyway, anyway, go for ahead. Reference, just for reference, I am in my bedroom. And I just so happen to have a thing above my head that says it was all a dream, which is a quote from obviously a song, of course, slash uh -huh. when I wake up. But I thought it was actually a perfect background for my dream catchers interviews. But I am in my bedroom. So like, I'm just facing the other way, but I do think it's, it's so interesting. You say that I have a home office, but it's open and I have like sliding glass doors and my husband's in there and my kids are downstairs and here I am in my bedroom. So I feel like there's so many people out there that can relate to that and having to figure out places to sit and be and organize. I'm literally on my nightstand, like right now, like this is my, my computer's <laughs> nightstand and I'm sitting against the wall. Like, there's my back. Um, anywho, all right, so thank you for being here, Marsha. Lee, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. Um, my name is Lee Gankinger, and I am the proud owner of Orderly Home, which is a professional home organizing system, uh, or business, excuse me. And how I came to be here, I guess, is because I'm 
quarterly. And um, uh, I can shed some light on how to create some order in smaller spaces uh, that weren't meant to be office spaces in the first place, like bedrooms and things like that, which is actually kind of funny because I feel like I should confess like right off the bat that I do not have a home office set up at my house. Interesting. We know how this goes. The shoemaker <laughs> shoes. Exactly. My house is very organized. My husband has an incredible setup and what used to be my amazing desk. Um, we are now in the process of finishing our basement so he can move downstairs and I can reclaim my home office. So that is why I'm here. Okay, well, at least it's in a plan. There's a plan. Yeah, it's in a plan. There, of course, there's a plan. There's always a plan. There's, there's always, always plans a plan. for the plan. <laughs> and and I have a post it for that. Lee's being modest, and although we are, we are, you know, a, a national brand, the Dreamcatchers, we are localized in that we live down in Monmouth County, New Jersey, and Lee is pretty much one of the major people down here who everyone uses, and I'm envious of who gets to use her, because I want my toy room to look like that, and then it, like, makes me, like, give me agita to think about how my four-year-old would just mess it up in, like, 30 seconds if Lee came over, and then I'm like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna use Lee, it's gonna happen, and then, like, two months later, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna wait till he's five to have Lee come, because when he's four, he'll just mess it all up, and I'll be like, no, that's for the cars, the thing with the pretty font that says cars, um, but Lee- Put it in the drawer! <laughs> yeah. have no wire hangers. like Lee does so amazing like such a by the way I quote mommy dearest like once a day um but I really appreciate you being here Lee and I think what you have to say to our audience is going to be super well received um and Jacqueline go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience hi my name is Jacqueline Franklin I'm the owner of Niche DG um it's an interior design and home staging firm. We work in Hudson County, New Jersey, primarily Manhattan and Brooklyn. And this is something that we have dealt with at my company the entire pandemic. I, because every client that I've worked with has said, I need a home office, I need a home office, what should I do? The kids are home, they're making a ton of noise, they keep bombing the Zoom calls. Um, the, my husband needs a place to work as well. We don't have enough surface area. We don't have enough privacy. So this is something that we've been troubleshooting throughout the entire pandemic. And ultimately something that I always incorporated into the designs beforehand, but it's really been a very key ask during this time. So this is very, very befitting for what I've been experiencing over the past like six, seven months. And that's part of the reason why I was invited. And, and can you, can you kindly support my cause? and tell everyone how you came to know me and the Dreamcatchers web. So very, from many years ago, Marissa placed me at a multimedia firm in Manhattan. I'm from upstate New York and I was not New York savvy. That was what some people were telling me. Marissa took me under her wing, placed me at a multimedia firm. I became New York savvy, eventually moved on to private wealth management, working for U.S. Trust, and then took the money from U.S. Trust and started my own interior design business five years ago. So Marissa, love you. Thank you so much for helping me make this transition, this career path. But yeah, that's, we reconnected like a month or two months ago yeah. and kindly invited me to be on this you know, panel today, which I'm very grateful for. I love it. And I honestly, for if there's anything I geek out about the most, like I have full body chills. Mm -hmm. I remember who you were. I remember who I was at that time. Right, I, remember yeah. Bob. I remember the interview and I remember the lady we were trying to make sure you did right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and then you realize time really does 
uh, fly, right? Yeah. And it's it years does. later. I mean, this predates, I mean, Jamie joined Choice, I don't know, eight years. Yeah, yeah, like a long time yeah. ago. So this was before ago. that. Not that we should be making ourselves so old. And also you were younger than me at the time. It's fine. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, I love being able to have somebody that is a Choice fashion and media veteran and now part of the dream catchers and a dream chaser herself and yes. someone that pivoted, which is like 75 of my favorite topics. And so. I do, I do want to chime in there for a moment to just reiterate, because I think often um, we talk about the web on the podcast and then we don't get a chance to explain it, but just for the audience and for you guys to understand, I mean, Marissa and I've been putting people to work at our family staffing firm choice for a, the better part of two decades and what would happen is if somebody came in like Jacqueline and, and we couldn't help her, right? And say, we had this conversation, she has this amazing resume, she just moved to New York and we don't have anything for her at that time because we're not working on anything at the moment. Um, what would happen is we'd enter her into our database and of course we'd stay in touch, um, but likely she'd find a job without us, right? And then we would send her emails and try to stay in touch. And yes, that works to a point, no different than anything you guys do in client service. And so what started to happen is over the years, you know, we were we were looking for ways to reconnect with some of the people that we've touched and figure out ways to connect them again to us and to each other. And essentially what happened was we started our podcast first to reach those people and all obviously everyone else about career and the things that make us excited and talking to people about what they do and why they do it. Um, and then the web came from the pandemic. So speaking of creating space, what we were able to do is create professional space for people to connect to each other about work, life, and everything in between. So Jacqueline, thank you for being here and being a real life example of what we're trying to do. Um, so <laughs> that said, what I'd love to start with is, you know, our favorite question, um, being dream catchers and who we are and, and talking to people about their dreams and what they want to be and why they do things. We always like to start with what did you want to be when you grew up, because I'm guessing your answer maybe is not what you're currently doing. But what I find super inspirational and our audience does as well is hearing the thing that you're, you say may not be that different than what you do now. And maybe something that innately was something you wanted to do when you were a kid. So we'd love to hear all of you. Mine was a ballet dancer, but then it changed into a dance, which then just turned into a teacher, which is like kind of what I do now. Um, and obviously I had those skill sets early on, but I'd love to hear from you guys kind of what it is that, you know, you wanted to be when you grew up. I'm guessing maybe Lee was not, you know, organizing, but maybe you always were organized <laughs> in some way. Um, but Lee, tell us, for, you start us off. What did you want to be when you, what was your earliest memory of what you wanted to be? Okay, so the first real honest answer, like I have to start with the honest answer first, was I really wanted to be a waitress. Like I thought it was the most glamorous job in the world. And I love that. Candidly, though, I never was a waitress. Like I never even worked in a restaurant. But I, my mom used to say that she like would work because she needed, you know, to feed and provide us with everything we needed. And I'd be like, but mom if you lose your job, you could be a waitress. So I really thought that was super <laughs> glamorous. But then second, like my real first love was to work in, in apparel, to be working in the fashion industry. And really my first overall dream was to work for The Gap. I always wanted to be, you know, part of that culture. I'm guessing you were a good folder, even I back mean, then. My denim wall was A+. plus. 
<laughs> my dad used to say you could work at the gap because I really used to like to fold and you have to use yeah. the board and yeah. yeah, I never did, but I always yeah. wanted to do that too. That's so yeah. interesting. So you did go on to work for the gap then? I, I actually started working at the Gap when I was 16. And my first job was working in the Gap. And I worked at Gap, Baby Gap, Kids Gap, you know, until I Which was Which one was your college. favorite? Which was your favorite? Baby, for sure, baby. Oh, even course. though yeah. you were, this was not when you had, like, I mean, this predates you being even close to being a mom, right? Oh, yeah. When I was 16, I started working at the Gap. And I, and I loved it. You know, it was really all about making it look good and presenting and obviously working with people and, and and obviously all translate, right? Right. Because then when I was applying to go to school, my mom had was we were hearing about textile degrees, which back then there weren't a ton of people majoring in textiles and apparel management. And she was like, Lee, you like fashion, you like working in the stores, mm-hmm. you like, you know, being business you like the business side, you like being analytical. And it led to a career in merchandising. So I guess I kind of you know, growing up, I wanted to work in, and be in apparel and it translated to a career uh, that lasted a, a long time in corporate retail. I actually think that I, this is, this is, this is a moment. I think I worked at the Gap for like three weeks. Amy, do you remember that I worked at the Gap? In this <laughs> I, think I, I, think, I think I was like the typical kid that said that I could I work. I be making that up. I had no time to do the shifts, right? So like, that's always like the bane of the existence. Like, I can work. I'm home like June, July, but I can't be there week two and three. Of June. <laughs> and I can't do that. Like, that's like 90% of who we interview. Like, like I'm in, except I'm away for the next like, six months. They're like, wow. you can do the folding on Tuesday. And I'm like, great. I'm it. Well, I want to, so, I, I remember, I remember being picked up. And while you're talking, I'm like, I actually think I ended up working the gap for a minute in Westwood, but it was a very short so much so I, that I forgot about it till this minute. Zero recollection of that, but I was obviously at like dance or somewhere. I don't know where I was. Um, okay, Lee, I love that, and we'll come back to that. Jacqueline, what did you want to be? Um, well, my, I'm I'm first generation, I'm like first generation American from immigrants. So my parents wanted me to be a doctor. My mm-hmm. older brother ended up going to law school. I went to med school for college, and but ultimately, I wanted to be like Indiana Jones. I wanted to be an archaeologist. <laughs> But you know that didn't come to fruition. But yeah, Wait, that's I what love I that. To do. <laughs> Wait, you went I to med school? Yeah, I actually went to college for pre med, and then um, before I finished, I realized after doing some internships, I didn't really like being in the hospital or in, like that kind of environment. And mm. when I left, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And my older brother was like, "Well, why don't you just do some different jobs? It's like maybe working as an admin or something, and maybe you could work in like finance or accounting because I'm really good with numbers." And that's partially how I got to you, Marissa. Huh? Wow, I don't remember. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what I wanted stories. to do, and so that's part. That's how I, I got do, to you. I love those types of stories because we talk so often to to new grads, but also to career shifters. You just never know, like the conversations, like just meet whoever will meet you. So like yeah. your brother saying that to you obviously got you to reach out to someone like Marissa who got you this, you know, random admin role that got you to U.S. Trust. Like, and so yeah. how it all snowballs. So it also a, speaks volumes. You were open. Yeah, I was open minded. My say parents it. weren't crazy about it, but they're happy yeah, well. now. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha can speak to have being first generation. Um, Marsha, yeah, what you wanted to be when you grew up. I was just going to say that. I was going to say I could, uh, I could speak to the first generation American. Uh, I am as well. So I understand what it's like to have those pushy parents, lots yep. of pressure. 
Um, I would say that my first job that I ever wanted, and I was desperately trying to find the book report for you guys that I did, but it's myself on a Time magazine cover saying that I was, um, that I was an owner of like some glamorous hotel. First, Ooh, that was probably like in grade that. school. Nice. Yeah. Couldn't find the, couldn't find it, but maybe my mom still has it somewhere. Um, and then um, I too, uh, similarly to Lee, always um, had a desire and passion to go into the fashion industry. Um, I wanted to major in fashion. My immigrant dad said, absolutely not. If I'm paying for college, you will be a business major and you can go <laughs> to fashion from there, which is actually what I did. <laughs> nice. So I actually started my career at, um, in Macy's and uh, Macy's and Bloomingdale's in, uh, the Macy's, uh, product development program. The best. Wonderful. I love Amazing. those conversations that we've had. So and and my major was business also, and I wanted to major in English, but my father ran a staffing firm. Mm -hmm. He said, you can't go anywhere with an English degree. You have to major in business. And now I work for him anyway. So, I so how, about when I, how about when I had a sit down conversation with that same dad, because we share one and said, I want to be a dancer. And he's like <laughs> the ultimate dream job of a dancer is to be a background dancer for a famous artist. Right right and you're like maybe would make it and it's very very competitive and like that's not happening so like here i am working for him um <laughs> I'm, i could have been and like literally i'm the exact same age as like justin timberlake and britney spears and like that whole group and i'm like mom i used to say to my mom like how did you not see the audition schedule for mickey mouse club like if i was on the mickey mouse club i would be famous now because that is my peers and my dad's like absolutely not so so p.s i didn't go that route either <laughs> um, not immigrant parents, just really strict staffing from parents. Why staffing from parents? Thank you for that history. I love it. Obviously, all three of you are not doing what you necessarily set out to do, although there's something in there that weaved you, weaved? Weaved? Woven. Weaved. Woven. You to where you are now wove um and i love that and usually we would spend like way more time digging into your first job and how you got to where you are now but would love to for the sake of time and what our audience is listening for today going and just talking quickly about what it is that you do now so obviously like flash forward many years sorry not to date us now we are here marcia's you know senior level player in education you know in pharma which is not fashion and Lee is an organizer, which is not The Gap, but similar. And Jacqueline is a interior designer, which is not med school. And so if nothing else, that is a huge message that it, not that it doesn't matter, but everything we do and every choice we make will lead us to the right place career-wise. And I think that's a great message, just, you know, a senior level people in our current lives that it's okay to trip and fall a few times in your career before you get up. And also for those of us out there right now that don't, really have the grace of time to trip and fall because we have to make choices and or have to change and or have to take something and or have to come up with something and are being asked we're being asked by our current journey to rise up and come up with a new plan mm -hmm. you know i think it's really empowering and important to look at people and hear from others that started out one way and ended up another and granted, right now, we may not have the grace, like I said, of time to experience it, but perhaps we can be inspired by other people's pivots to ensure that it's okay for us to make one, right? Yeah, and, to, and, to, and to do something completely unexpected 
and or do something that is really who we always were but didn't know that we could do it. And now we actually have the ability to use this time wisely. And I always say time is currency and how we spend it is essential, especially right now. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. So everybody had different aha moments. Normally we would, like Jamie said, unpack all of those. We'd want to know the day that you cried in the elevator and decided you were never doing that again. I'm going to we all had a moment of yeah. that at some point in our careers. Yeah. Um, so we don't necessarily need to talk about your aha moment, but I love to hear them, but that's okay. We'll skip down to the fact that the world is obviously very different. You know, we edited these questions you know, in basically March 14th, right? The day after the world stopped um, because we wanted to continue to have these conversations, but our questions were so much about like, what do you do and how do you stay networked? And not to say that's not important, but now it's so much more important, I think, to us as coaches, but also to our audience to talk about, all right, so what do you do now? Like, what is it that you're doing? You Obviously, Marsha leads a team. She works was commuting for her whole career. Now she's working out of her house. Lee is helping people organize those spaces. Jacqueline's helping them design them. So I would love to hear a little bit about kind of what you're doing now. So Marsha, if you don't mind kicking us off as somebody that is in a quote traditional role, um, you started working from home automatically right away. And, and how, what did that look like? And how did that happen to you? Yeah, I remember we were uh, in the office. Uh, I guess it was a Thursday before what, March 12th? Is mm -hmm. that what day it was? I'm not even sure. And then we got an email yeah. that's, yeah, that said, you know, um, please prepare for shutdown for two weeks. Um, we were all in a meeting in one room, you know, it was just a, it, it was just a regular day for us. And then uh, an email came out that said, you know, um, as of tomorrow, we will be shutting down the office for two weeks. And, you know, everybody packed their stuff thinking, all right, see you in two weeks. So, you know, like any yeah. other day, just say goodbye. Um, and yet here we are, September 14th, and we haven't been back um, to our desk. Let whatever we left behind still there. Um, it's like actually, it feels it's exactly, very quiet. It's pretty much exactly six months today. So this is a very yeah. timely conversation, um, and that is wild. To like even a say twilight that. zone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what is it's it? Been like the so twilight at first, zone. At first, you were working out of where your bedroom, as we know. I, I was, yeah. And I would say that um, there was no integration of Microsoft Teams at the time. Everybody was doing uh, voice calls, you know, it was just mm -hmm. call in. Um, I think everybody, you know, wasn't, you know, was was uh, enjoying being in sweatpants and sweatshirts and enjoying the time at home. Uh, and then I, I feel like little by little, we progressed to the point where we moved to a lot of video chats. Um, I think we all miss that human connection. Um, and the meetings definitely changed. Everything went to MS Teams. Um, everyone, you know, started getting, people started getting dressed again sometimes, some some not, you know, but. Um, Thank you to Rent the Runway. Changed. As I know, Marsha is a big fan, as am I. Thank you to Rent the Runway and Marissa. I don't know about you guys, but that helped me for my Zooms because I was like, I need to still look presentable-ish. So I still rent it. This is actually mine, but most of the things I've worn to date <laughs> rent them away. Um, so, okay. So did you, when did you decide to switch to not working out of your bedroom and how did you, what did you do? Yeah. So I was working in my, working out of my bedroom. Like I said, uh, the topics went from really work related to when did you get that Peloton in the background? <laughs> did you get it pre pandemic? What's your name on, you know, on Peloton? Uh, and so, 
I, I quickly said to my husband, I was like, I can't work in here. I was like, there's like the, you know, the bed, the bed's made, but like there's laundry and people are asking me about stuff in our personal space. And so I quickly said, like, I needed to find space within the home that um, was conducive to me having conversations, you know, work related conversations while the kids were still doing virtual school. And um, we had a spare bedroom that he basically said, well, sell the bed and make that your office. And that's what I did. And you can see behind me, it's pretty much still a blank slate. So somebody like Jacqueline probably would love it. <laughs> but I, I, threw, I threw a desk in here and uh, it echoed for a bit. And then we got, uh, I got a couch put in here as well to, to just make it a little bit more homey, but still a work in progress. I, well, can give some tips. I think there's something deep to be to comment on I, this here. There, there's a moment where you're basically sharing that even though, and I'm sure you are very engaged and I, I know you personally, I'm sure you're a very engaged, personable manager, but because we were in crisis and you were still trying to navigate your life the way you used to know professionally, you were missing the boundary. You, mm -hmm. you were saying, by the way, team, I'm sorry I'm not with you every day, but right now I'm trying to keep it together here. And the last thing I want to do is talk about my Peloton with you. And I'm sorry if any of them are listening because they're going to be like, oh, that was me. <laughs> um, but I, I think it wasn't because it, I think in all fairness, we need to have our professional hat. And it was very difficult to pend it for a couple weeks there. Um, and maybe a couple months for a lot of others too. And, and honestly, there are some days, even when you think you're doing well, where you have an off day because it's just really hard to keep it together. But I think so, you were missing that that space. You needed that space so that you could feel that version of you. And that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's also with your master bedroom, which is like your real, you know, your real personal space, not just like my kitchen or dining room and. I needed to separate that. That's where I go to sleep. That's where I need to shut down. And uh, mm -hmm. I definitely needed, I needed to get, move out of there. And you're fortunate that you had obviously an extra bedroom. So I'd love to hear from, from Jacqueline now, if you might, if you don't mind, Jacqueline mentioned that um, I can't remember it was before we got on the phone or after, cause we were talking for a little bit before we went live that you've had a lot of clients coming to you to do this for them. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what your solutions have been for somebody like Marsha. And then I'd love yeah. to hear something from Lee. Sure. Um, a lot of the feedback was essentially the same as Marsha's. A lot of my clients are executives. Um, they are, all of them are white collar professionals, so they're working from home. And one of the frequent comments was, everyone's looking at what's on my bookcase and asking me if I've read certain books because they see what's on my bookcase. And we're supposed to be mm -hmm. focusing on leading the team and finding out how we can navigate this new normal. And mm -hmm. so what I did was helping what, what a situation like Marsha, when you're working in that type of a space, like you want to definitely have that um, separation because not only is it private and you want them to focus on the job at hand, you would, they would never see your master bedroom under normal circumstances. And that's mm -hmm. something as a person in a management position, you don't want your subordinates, if you will, seeing that side of your life, right? But you want to be connected. So just carving out a space, not everyone like Marsha has an extra bedroom, but 
if you have like a nook and it always should be with great natural light. So if it could be by a window, yeah. Like fantastic. Marie, Jamie, I'm like sitting Jamie. in the corner of my bedroom. Like Jamie, <laughs> yeah. if, you have a, if you have a little corner that has great natural light and you can just like carve it out, put a little bit of a backdrop behind it, whether it's artwork or something, those are really cost effective and quick and easy ways for you to be able to create a space where you can have a sense of professional professionalism and a, a disconnect from your private life. So you have that separation while you're still very much working within the same space. So in Marsha's situation, she made the absolute right choice to move out of the bedroom into the guest bedroom, just adding maybe a couple of decor pieces. So that way, when people do kind of like tune out a little bit, they have something to look at. It says a little bit about your personality, but also makes you feel a lot more comfortable working in the space because are you in the space right now, Marsha? I am. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like when you're working in there and depending on how many Zoom calls or, you know, Microsoft meetings you're doing every single day, you want to feel invigorated. You want to feel energized while you're in there. So adding some color, adding some plants, greenery is really great. It helps with you, your stress. It helps with the air quality, which also helps your mind work better. Um, it would make it feel a lot more personable and comfortable. So there are a lot of different solutions that you can have, and you don't have to invest an exorbitant amount of money to create like all built-ins and stuff like that. There are a lot of different things that you could do that can be relatively you know, time efficient and very cost-effective. I want greenery. I yeah, want like greenery. Some, you know, some plants. You might, like plants. I mean how I'm staring at a pile of laundry on my bed right now? It's me. Yeah, like, you know, you I don't want, want to stare at laundry. And like, while you're talking, I'm like, she's so right, but I really need to fold that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, the, and yeah, I'm, I'm sitting like, there like, March is drinking out of like a glass and I'm drinking out of like a New Orleans part, port of call. And if anyone's been there, like <laughs> huge plastic cup because that's what I like to drink out of when I'm home and I'm thirsty right. and I just saw like the port of call logo and I thought you know what I'm gonna zoom I should really drink out of like a glass like with like some ice cubes <laughs> anyway um the, thing, the, the, things, the things that your brain your brain goes to um mm -hmm. that was really well said and actually um great tips like if we went you know and it's such a funny thing I always say when someone comes to me for help you know if everyone knew how to write their resume, I wouldn't have anything to do all day, right? Right. So yeah. I, I, I would, writing a resume is something I can do with my eyes closed and I can hear someone's story and I can bring things to the top and I can switch it. And they always leave me like, oh my God, what? thank you so wow. much. I never got to do that. <laughs> Mind blowing information. I'm like, granted, I'm lucky I can tie my shoes right, but I can do this for <laughs> other people. So that said, it's like you're saying something that's so obvious. But my brain is not is not processing. My brain doesn't have room to process. You know, if I just took this off and like put a plant here, this would feel so much nicer. It would feel right? so much nicer. Yes, especially and, and if it's like a peace lily or a zz plant. Those are really good. Like NASA has proven that they help with the air quality and improve. And when spending this much time at home, that's also something that people should be cognizant of. So just incorporating those types of little things into the area where you work will make a world of difference. And this I is where a really thing. nice natural segue into mm -hmm. Lee. The reason why I can't clean this off is because I wanted Lee to do it for me and my <laughs> husband said I couldn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> So I need help. I need help. More money. <laughs> I, I I need help getting the stuff off my desk. I admit it. I am able to do things. I'm all. I'm. We are all able to do hard things. Thank you, Glennon. But there are certain things I can't do that are small. 
like clean up that pile over there at one that you can't <laughs> see because I just don't have the emotional capacity to do it without someone pushing me. So anyway, Lee, tell us a little bit about how you have helped people. Now I know just, I think all of us know consumer, if you're in consumer, like into consumer um, habits and on, on any of us in a, in a creative or, or retail space, which we all touch a little bit, in, even if we're um, in a different piece of it, all know right now that in home uh, or reno or or people buying homes, it is essential now. Everybody is coming to their new home and saying, I need a home office, I need a gym, and yep. I need X, Y, and Z. So like, yes. and that, um, granted, those were all nice wish lists prior, but now they're like the reason they're why essential. people are moving, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. And Lee, like, do, do you find that like right now almost every project you have is is dealing with how to make that happen for people and homeschool for example yeah that's what i was just gonna say so for me yes a lot of work has been done around home offices and just in general just starting off on being in your home for an extended period of time allows you to see all the things that you've always wanted to do and you can't stand it anymore right mm -hmm. so just from that perspective alone we have been slammed because everybody really is itching to get organized but aside from that i would say my number one business right now is playrooms and homeschools everybody wants to combine the playroom into a place that is conducive for learning as well and you know trying to create these spaces for people to learn for these little humans to be able to learn well and not be distracted by clutter which we all know a clear space allows for a clear mind right absolutely um, there's tons of distractions for anybody it's hard to really stay focused so, um, so we've really been focusing a lot on creating these hybrid spaces where we're using things like kitchen tables and chairs to create um, a school environment um, containing more um, having like i think my number one post recently was an art station that just holds all the things you know oh my god I, and, so so many people screenshot that art station yeah. i saw I think it was, was it Allie, Allie habishaw's art station because yep, i was Allie. like drooling over that thank you well, and then I did Allie's Playroom, which now is a hybrid homeschool as well, which was also one of the most coveted spaces. I mean, people continue to ask. Um, and even I'm seeing, and something that's been a big frustration for me is supply lines, just in general, you can't get desks, you can't get oh, shelving units. So so it's one of those things where I pride myself on being one of those kind of like contractors who, shows up when they say they're going to do it and <laughs> the job in a day. So when I promise that I'm going to be able to do the homeschool and playroom, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I can't get inventory to do it. I feel awful. But everybody understands we're living in this environment now where well, supply Lee, chains are. I think you need to start creating your own stuff. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> do you no, know it's funny? Well, I asked, well, you probably do. Um, and well, I asked Lee before we started, because obviously very timely, the new Netflix series that I'm about to binge, which I have not yet, yet watched, the home edit, which is basically about women that do very similar work to you, um, based in Nashville, I believe, but have yep. a ton of famous clients. Um, 
you know, it was similar to the Marie Kondo thing that happened a couple of years, like guess last year about like everyone wants to like now refold their clothing in a different way. I, I think tried. What you yeah. do, Lee, same. Nope, not happening. Also, as soon as my <laughs> takes the shirt out, it's all, I'm like, what? I, I can't like keep it like that ever. Um, but what Lee is doing for people is so timely right now. And like, everybody's just trying to figure out how to like organize. And I do think it's so interesting. And I know they have their own line, but like, so do you find yourself using like non-traditional stuff now, like a bar cart or like something that's not for that, but you're using it for that? Because if I you think in general, like part of what makes me good at what I do is repurposing stuff that's not sure. supposed to be for that. Uh, when I started in this business, when I started my business three years ago, I really kind of felt like we were like, on the verge of like this home organizing like explosion. And mm -hmm. I had been following the home at it for a long time. I actually went to high school with Joanna, um, who is the co-founder. Oh, wow. And so I've been following them forever. And I was like, I really feel like we can do this. And what we do, um, which is different than Marie Kondo, I, I embrace the Marie Kondo method and, and of the fact that you should go through your stuff. If it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it, um, that sort of thing but we're about function as well as design. So we're about making place, spaces that work, but also are really visually attractive. You know, it's, it's one thing to put all of the t-shirts together, but to put them in like in a nice bin next to the nicely folded sweaters, you know, it makes it a place that feels very calming. You're happy to be in that space. Um, and that's really what we focus on. And it's very similar to the home edits method. Um, which is just, you know, lucky that I, that I do it and, you know, I'm riding on their coattails a little bit, but you know, like you, I have so nicely said, I don't really think I'm a local celebrity, but I appreciate the fact that people are coming to us and saying like, we've heard so much about you. We want you to do the same thing for us in our home. Um, you know, I think it's a really, well, I think awesome that's a, that right volumes to who you are and the work that you're doing. I mean, Marissa and I say this all the time, the best, our best asset is our relationships. You know, I think that that's how we've kind of grown our whole business. All of our clients at this point are either former candidates or former clients. Mm -hmm. Um, now we have a podcast guest that's a former candidate of ours. So, you know, that's kind of how we've created our lineage too. So good for you for doing that. So I think what I'd love to kind of move into next is talking about kind of just words of wisdom, right? So somebody like Marsha is, is your audience, right? Is somebody like Jacqueline and Lee's client who somebody like Marsha might hire you, but in general, you know, any words of wisdom that you guys have as professionals that are now running your own businesses out of your homes, which we now know Lee does not have <laughs> a traditional setup in her home, but she's working on, um, I'd love to hear like and our audience would love to hear. I'm sure just words of wisdom that you, or tips and tricks, something that, you know, not to put you on the spot, but anything specific that you can share. Like for me, I'll share, I'll go first to give you a minute to think, you know, I, I mentioned this in jest earlier, but I sit in my bedroom. This is my nightstand that I'm on behind me is a dream, you know, image that was there already. And it just worked out. I have natural light next to me and this works for me. I lock my door. I have to stare at some of the stuff behind the, the screen, but it's, it's been working. Um, I don't work in here all day though. I end up at my kitchen table, which isn't ideal, but being that I work for myself and my sister, it just kind of works for me. And I feel fortunate that I can do that. But my tip would be similar to Jacqueline saying, find a space that you feel comfortable in 
that you can get an hour's worth of a call in or whatever it is for your schedule. So for me, I needed time, you know, four hours a day, say throughout the day that if I come back downstairs, I'm okay down there, but that I have this space to come back to. Um, because my home office is downstairs and in open air. I, I don't have doors on either side. Um, and my husband ends up being in there most of the time, which is unfortunately most of our storylines. But my advice is to, even if it's in your bedroom, I'm literally shoved in a corner, but to you in the naked audience, besides the fact that you see the seam of my wall, you mean, no, that's where I am. And you can't right. see my on behind me because it's in my basement, but it's in this house. It's just, I'm not sitting in front of it. But that would be my my tip to the audience. But does anybody have, and Marissa, I know you're in your home office. You're fortunate to have that upstairs. But David is sitting downstairs and in, in a I, I, my, our conversation is, listen, I think what happened, and, and this is what I, I would like to say, or maybe I can ask for the tips. We all were thrown, projected into self-solving, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't really have time to be able to figure out how to make this comfortable because we were yeah, just I think scrambling. You, but I think a lot of people then just like sat at the kitchen table and then like never got up. Yes. Like, so that, and, and that is what I want to, I want to shine light on for like someone like Marsha, Marsha, you were out of your house with a commute where you left early in the morning. Like everything about your life is different. And, and what have they said? Um, what have they said about you going back in office? Have they given you an estimated? Yeah. At this point, it will be before January. Yep. So, so for the next several months, you will still be at home. Now, because we've been home for six months, and now because we have the gift of knowing and can control a little bit, where you know you now have this runway in front of you, what are your pain points where you're now sitting in this room, which you were able to self-solve, right? You're on the Zooms. Like for me, you know, I can, sure, Jamie, my advice would be similar to Jamie's, but I have a life in which I'm able to be flexible. 90% of the people listening know that I may or may not have been in gym clothes 15 seconds before I was in this dress. And we'll probably switch 15 seconds after. <laughs> Let's be honest, your sports bra is still under the dress usually. Like, that's, <laughs> Listen, the mystery is you don't know what's under the dress. You don't know what's under the dress. Never know. Anyway. But Marsha is of the section of the world that has professional accountability and, and has flexibility now in a way that she would never have had prior. So I, I look to you for our audience and I say, okay, what are your pain points right now? How are you acclimating? And what would be your wish list? Because you probably don't even have time to think about your feelings when it comes to this. What would be your wish list? For someone like Jacqueline or Lee to come in and do for you, and perhaps that sentence or those sentences, one, will be empowering for you, and two, will be normalizing for people that listen, and three, will help someone like Jacqueline and Lee be able to offer someone like you some guidelines or must-haves or I saw this in Home Goods, go get it. Go ahead, Marsha. Tell me your pain points. Yeah, so I think my, some pain points are, you know, I, you know, like you said, Marissa, I, I mean, it's a blank slate because I don't want to commit to anything because I'm not sure how long I'll be here for. Um, and it was a guest room, still needs to be a guest room in some capacity. Um, that being said, um, you know, other pain points are just kind of going through the motions. I mean, the kids just went back to school. I've got two kids right outside the door that are, you know, doing virtual school. 
coming into my Zooms regularly and stuff like that. Uh, but I want to make, I guess, you know, in terms of design and feeling and emotions about it, I obviously wanted to make this room really comfortable. It's a small four walls, you know, caving in on you on some days, um, comfortable and um, a place where, you know, I, I feel comfortable. Uh, we could still, I could still be myself, but also uh, talk about, you know, business and whatever, you know, whatever's on our agenda in terms of my work meetings. Um, and, and, you know, I haven't been able to really commit to anything per se, just because, I'm not sure, like, you know, Jacqueline, you suggested, you know, the greenery and, and some pictures and, you know, it's just, those are things that have kind of escaped with everything else that are, that's going on. So from that standpoint, and then, you know, even with Lee, when you were talking, I was, I have also a stack of papers, Marissa, mm-hmm. like you, of like my work, my work related papers on the left and personal bills and everything else on the right that I have to get to and nothing gets done. Everything just sits there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and there is something to be said, at least you're in a private space. And there's something emotional here that I do want to say before the girls answer is when you are working from home and I've been working from home in some sort of hybrid way for many years. And one of the things that I will say that is a boundary that I think most of us now have gotten used to or not used to in the last six months is the dishes stare at you and things that you would not do when you leave the house and you go out are haunting you and distracting you no different than someone's backdrop. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, the reason why Lee is busy is because we can't control anything. So therefore we want to control that pile, right? So I see that pile every single time I sit down in here, every single time I sit down in here, it irks me that it's sitting there. However, I did do the garage project. So check. Um, By the way, speaking of projects, Lee, which you were saying, like now that we're home or I think it was actually, I don't know if it was you or Jacqueline that said it. I have a little list of like the things I wanted to do during quarantine, like do that one drawer or like clean out that one ottoman. And it's hangs right above my ice machine on my, on my fridge. Every single time I fill my water, I'm like, "Ah, I didn't get to the ottoman. You know, like I, I see it there and I'm like, Next week, you know, <laughs> um, when the kids go back to school, I'm going to totally do the garage project, like, and nothing happens. Um, but I do think, like Marissa was saying earlier, I do think that there is something about, if you are in a position, I say this all the time, and you guys will obviously agree with me, I'm guessing, um, is that, you know, people ask us often what we do, right, in our day jobs. And essentially what we do is clients will come to us to help them with their staffing for whatever the reason they don't have internal HR. They don't have a recruiter. They don't have the time, a combination of the three. Um, So my analogy often is like we're housekeepers, right? So like no different than a housekeeper. If you have a few extra bucks to spend, you can easily clean your own home. There's a fuzz. Sorry. You can easily clean your own home, but if you have a couple of dollars to spend, you might, you might hire someone to come in and scrub your toilets for you. And so it's, it's interesting what we do and do not spend money on these days. Obviously, it's, it's tougher times for most people. Um, but I do think it's re- there is something to be said about just ripping the bandaid off and saying, okay, Lee, like, I just need your help because I, want, I know now that I'm going to be here for the next four months, five months, six months. What can I do that's, you know, I can use as my home office, but when I do go back to work, I could repurpose in some way. Right. So, like, when you're sitting there listening to Marsha speak, I'm sure I know, I know both of you in client service, my brain does fight right away. I'm like, okay, you need to do this, 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 this. And then of course, being the me that I am, I'm sitting there thinking, 
these girls on this panel need to come up with like a little mini, mini package that's like, let me save your butt right now by you doing these three things and it's going to cost this much, right? So, uh, of course, that's what I think about. But whatever. That's, what that's a great idea. I know. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> catcher's package. There you yeah, go. It's just, part, it's, just, it's just part of the brain. So, but if you were sitting here, what were you thinking? Lee, what were you thinking when Marcia's speaking? What would you say to her if you had come to her home? And what, well, and just, that, by the way, is that's like me bullhorning out to all the Marshes out there. So mm -hmm. for, it's for Marcia, just in general, it's just about creating like a system that works for her. She spends a little bit of money. Like we talk about like what's on her desk. She has a, a desk for her work stuff and she has personal stuff. And it's like, what is the system that would work best for her? So for me, it's all about like understanding and connecting with my clients, listening to what they, you know, are going through. So like for me, what works for me is like a, a filing system, right? Like to do, to file, like mm -hmm. kids, business, you know, whatever it may be. Um, what would work for Marsha so that she knows like I have to go, this pile right here is my bill. It's right here. I have to pay these bills. This is my stuff that I have to file. So I don't have to do this today. I know eventually I have to file these away, but this is what I need to file away. And just creating a system so that her desk is completely clutter free and a process then of which works. So for example, um, I tell my clients who are overwhelmed with paper is go through your mail every day. The mail comes in, you open it up the junk goes in the garbage. Mm -hmm. The envelopes are opened and the envelopes go in the garbage. Your bills, all the inserts of the bills, though that goes in the garbage. You keep just the bill. Like that. I started thing. doing that yeah. by the way, and it's a game changer. Just you time just, out. I just want you to know that my deli boy delivery has now come up my front step. Shout out to Deli Boy Marsha's husband, the best home delivery food. You'll get a text message. <laughs> <laughs> Live action. Dinner has been yours. served. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I no, love that fine. idea, Lee, because I find I went paperless with a lot of bills, but I still find the physical bill to be that trigger to pay the bill. So I keep the bill until I've paid it and then I get rid of it. But I do, so, I do find myself throwing out the envelopes in the last several years. It helps me a lot. It's interesting because there are people that just have a connection to paper and they don't feel comfortable with the bill situation or whatever. So it, it's often, it's easy for me to give a tip, right? But it's not always for everyone. Like somebody might be uncomfortable with getting rid of that kind of paper and they want to hold on to it for X amount of time. And so we create a system then with that person that would work My for mom. them. You know, it's just like I had a client who likes to hold on to her bills. So we created a system where she would keep three months of the bills and then as soon as you know the next one came in the 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 oldest one would get tossed kind of thing you realize so how emotional this is oh it absolutely is. I mean, emotional. especially in yeah, yes it really is i mean we we've had a lot of tears um you know just working with clients over the years even just, like, I, I picture even doing like the even but even like the toy room is emotional i mean all of it's emotional because you're like if I get rid of that, that means I'm done having babies or like yeah. my kid doesn't like playing with that anymore. And it's very emotional. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Going through your stuff. For sure. People just look at it and remember the memories that they had with the, the Elmo or whatever, which drove it crazy, drove them crazy when they were going through it. But then, 
it has a sentimental value, but those are things, right? You always have the memories. Uh, so take a picture of it and toss it, you know, it's time to, it's time to move on, you know? Someone needs to do those photo albums though. Yeah. Then you have to do the photo album, Lee. Then that's on, that's on, that's on the list too. So, and I so also, may I just I say point. one small thing? I wanted yeah. to just chime in because not everybody has the space, which is for me, my situation is I don't have an extra space to work. And because I have three children homeschooling at home, um, I, I don't have the luxury of being far away from them. Like I can't go upstairs mm -hmm. in my bedroom and shut the door. Like I have to be, I have to be available. So I've made my business, my office portable. And what that means to me is today I'm working at Salt's design office um, because Sarah's my friend and she lets me come and work here. Um, and my office is portable. So the same setup that I had on my kitchen table before I came here went in my bag and came here. So I always feel like if you're organized, if you can create a system for yourself, your one, the files that you're working on are in the bag, the pencil case with all the pens and the post-it notes and the markers are in, in a zippy pouch. You know, my notebook, my um, headphones, like everything has its space in my bag. And then when I go home, the bag goes back next to my kitchen table. Do I like it next to my kitchen table? Anybody who knows you knows me would tell you no way. No. <laughs> I don't want it there, but that's where my office is today. But I can clean it up at the end of every day. I can put it back in my bag and then it goes with me to my client tomorrow. And then it comes back home and it goes back on the table or it comes back to salt with me. It's just, you know, it's portable. And so you, I always you have say that goldfish it's, crumbs in there. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Are there totally. I'm, just, I'm, just ask, I'm just asking for a friend. For a friend. For a friend. Totally. You totally. know what? I couldn't agree with you more, Lee. I think one of the things that I would not consider myself a quote organized person, but I think that what I've been forced to do over the last several years of working from home is the, exactly what you just said. I commute into the city in my former life once to twice a week. I was working out at Bellworks once a week or twice a week and two days here. So I got like an awesome laptop case that had a bunch of different compartments. And I did exactly that. I always just put everything back in that bag because then that bag would come with me tomorrow. And it's true. I did not you. I did. And I have my planner and my- You always had your headphones. Your headphones were always there. Headphones were always the thing I forgot, but now I have the <laughs> AirPods and the case, it has a keychain, So I, I'm better at that, at that now. <laughs> I do hear you though. Like I like the idea of having everything in my, in like one spot that I transport around that it's like a mobile office. Mm -hmm. um, now, Jacqueline, what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody like Marsha that doesn't necessarily want to commit to her space? right now, which maybe she doesn't want to invest in the fancy plant, but is there anything else that like she could be doing that then would be repurposed back to being, you know, in a guest room where it doesn't feel super officey? I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, or could you say here, I want you to spend $275 on the following items. Here are my light items. You're going to feel so much better. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. No, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, so this is something that I'm experiencing a lot uh, with my clients. Uh, for example, I have one client that I'm working with doing a penthouse in the financial district in Manhattan. And they typically have, they're from Brazil. The wife is from Brazil, the husband's from France, and they live in the United States now, but they always have family coming in from overseas. So they had to use the guest bedroom as 
the office. But once this pandemic is over, they will definitely have people coming over to visit. So what we did is we created a bunch of built-ins that were relatively shallow, floor to ceiling, because a lot of times people think, I don't have a lot of space, use your vertical space. So when you can't build out, build up. So, and Lee probably agrees with me, she's shaking her head. You know, so <laughs> this, like, whether it's shelving, whether it's bookcases, utilize that space because that would, that would really increase the amount of storage you have in there. But for someone like Marsha, doing maybe like a California Closets or Transform Murphy bed. So when it's not in use, it's put away. When you have guests over, you could easily do it. They have these great convertible desks that fold in and it's a console when it's not in use. It's a fully usable desk with kind of an L shape. So you have a lot of surface area to be able to use that. Those are multifunctional furniture pieces that you can incorporate where right now, when you need it, you're really comfortable, you have full usage as an office. But then after this is over, you can have a completely comfortable, functional, inviting guest space for your guests. You're not losing a guest bedroom. So those, in addition to my previous um, suggestions, like adding the greenery, adding some decor, some artwork, these are little teeny tiny touches with a very small cost um, price point, but they will make a world of difference. And it is a very emotional thing. Working from home right now is not what anyone wanted. So you have to think about caring, self-care right? Like you're investing in this new normal and being comfortable while you're working with it, but it's also a form of self-care, making sure that while you're dealing with all the other stresses, educating your kids at home, nobody ever thought they would ever do that. You know, like having you and your husband spending so much time at home together is a little bit challenging for some people, <laughs> you know, like all the extra cleaning we're doing every day. Don't like that very much. So like, you need to have a nurturing environment and there, these are ways that you can create that with a very little, very small investment, but then also creating, you know, integrating furniture that is multifunctional. So it's not specifically just for one purpose. Mm -hmm. By the way, that was a brilliant reuse or repurpose or pivot, if you will, which is a favorite word of mine of the word self-care, which I guess sometimes I get like irritated by. But when you're saying it like that from this perspective, I actually think it's really, really smart. When we spend time or money on our workspace, we're actually taking care of ourselves. We're investing. I would stuff. never have yeah. even put two and two together and hearing it like that. I mean, it's true. You know, it if she true. throws something behind her that she really loves, you know, that will help her feel happy when she comes Absolutely. in the room. Um, I really, that was a really, really strong choice of words. Well said. I agree. I, I, can't agree. I can't agree more. And I think what I'd love to do to wrap, I have a, a, we have obviously could talk for hours, but I'd love to kind of wrap with a couple of things. One, Leah already said something that I like wanted to mentally write down, but Marissa and I are big on mantras. And we think that obviously in this time, you know, listen, meditation and mantras and yoga and, and all of that is, is something that Marissa and I are very passionate about, but not everybody is. So I'm not saying you need to like wake up and say these mantras to yourself every day, but I'm guessing typically people that we, you know, find ourselves attracted to in the web tend to have similar mindsets to us. So I'm guessing you probably all have some sort of mantra that you either tell to yourself or to your clients or a combination of the two. Um, and I think Lee said earlier something like, a, you know, which was not necessarily maybe a mantra, but a quote that you, you said, which was a clear space makes for, what did you say earlier? I'm going to mess it up. Clear space is a clear mind. Love it. Clear <laughs> space is a clear mind. Now, would you say that's your mantra or is it like, just one of your like, favorite quotes or 
like in life, like right yeah, now, like in, life. Like in 2020, anyone has a clear <laughs> mind right now, let's figure out what they're doing. Yeah. I need some of that. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think I have like a mantra to be totally honest. Um, but yes, for sure. A clear space is a clear mind. Like I always say like clutter, clutter free allows you to think more clearly for sure. And, and I true. think that that's fine. I mean, I think, you know, Marissa and I have many mantras that don't necessarily apply right now. Like one is, you know, network most we need at the least is one. But then the second to that is, uh, if nothing else, when you go on an interview, it's another hand to shake and card to take, which is no longer applicable <laughs> because we are never <laughs> not going, don't touch my hand ever. And I don't want to touch your thing. And that is printed on 500 business cards, in case you were wondering, on the back. So now, don't take that card and don't shake that hand. Um, but yeah, no, one of, that's just, a, you know, a funny example. But yeah, you know, I, I typically say one of my mantras is everything happens for a reason. I don't necessarily know what reason right now is. Um, although I do think that there's a silver lining to the fact that, you know, my, I try to, I try to find the silver lining in everything, right? So my son got to repeat his pre-K year because of the age that he is. And he's with this amazing instructor and because of um, educator and because of um, the program that he's in at our public school in, in Fairhaven, he gets to go every day, which he is the only student that that classroom is the only class that is there every day. In fact, I went there today and they are the only kids in the whole school today. Wow. And I, I look at this and I'm like, is this my silver lining? Like Elliot gets to go to school every day. Like what? You know? And like every other kid yeah. at home. And like, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, maybe it is like, that's like pretty awesome. Now yeah. I necessarily have got need to have gone through a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. I could have skipped it. Um, but you know, that's the kind of thing I like to say as my mantra. I don't like say it every day, but like right. it's something that I say to myself. So I love, I, but I do love that Lee. And you know, I, I think that that's a great example. Jack, do you have a mantra? I don't necessarily have a mantra, but I do believe that your home is your sanctuary. We live in the tri-state. A lot of us work in New York City or we work in more like urban environments. And even if you work from home, you have a lot that's going on. So investing in your home and making it a place that's nurturing and like helps you to recharge your batteries. And it's so important, especially even more so now with everything that's going on. I think with all this time everyone's spending at home, people are realizing that, like mm -hmm. deeply realizing, you know, when you're busy and you're like always out the door, you know, shuffling the kids into the car, getting them to school. And then you're going to the office. And even if you don't have kids, you're like on the subway, you're getting to the office and you're just working away. You don't really care so much about what's going on in your house, right? Like yeah. you're like, I'm there, I eat, I take a shower, I change my clothes, I'm back at it five days a week. And when I'm on the weekends, I'm somewhere else. Cause you know, like I need to have a social life or what have you. But now spending so much time at home, I think the value that's being placed in making sure it's a place that nurtures you. It's, it's, it's your sanctuary. It's your little four walls or a little bit of square footage in this you know busy life that we all live that is yours. So making sure that it's a space that is your sanctuary and it's nurturing and rejuvenates you is really important. So I, that's like one of the primary principles that I 
take to every client that I work with, like trying to find out what that is for that client and then finding out how to bring that to fruition and develop that for them. That's why none of my designs look alike. They all look different because it shouldn't look all alike. Like every client Mm -hmm. is different, so it should be different. Um, But ultimately finding that kind of sweet spot and helping to integrate that into their lives. Functionality is important, but aesthetics is important, but that's a very key element to making a home and making it a place where you really feel good in it. So it's not so much a mantra, but it's kind of like a philosophy behind the way that I design. No, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. You're so 100% right. Like, especially right now, just like it's in your face, the way that your home feels, you know, I mean, it's like the littlest things, like this chair is not that comfortable because like now I'm sitting in it for way too long. Like those types of things that you never thought about. You're 100% right. I also feel like when you were between med school and all the other jobs, did you, do you sing? Do I sing? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can't sing. In the at shower all. at least? I, I love to sing, yeah. But okay. my, you have, a, you have, have a, a very, a very calming, very beautiful tone to your voice that like while you're oh, talking, I'm like feeling like I'm slipping on like a comfy robe. <laughs> you're zen, and, you're zen and, like, everything, everything you say, I'm, I'm like, my I'm like I will, I will organize my house, my whole <laughs> sanctuary. And like, every day I'm doing you're like, I will do all of these things. <laughs> Um, I'm like, she doesn't have a mantra, but I'm hypnotized. Anyway, totally. um, Marsha, you, Marsh, you have one. Well, first, before, before she even t- says that, yeah. can you, we can, can do hard things. We can do hard things, but we interrupted you. I think a little bit before when you were trying to give advice to other people in your same shoes, which I, I, I wonder, is that easy for you to do at this moment? Do you feel like you can gift advice to other people? Do you feel like you've learned something about yourself now switching into your own space and like you're managing your day to day, like anything you can say that would be humanizing for everyone else that's out there doing everything that you're doing working mother of the year. I don't know about all that, but, um, no, I mean, I think, um, I think, you know, uh, Lee kind of hit it you on the head earlier. You really need to kind of find your unique way and balance, um, and what, like what systems work for you. Um, I'm still pretty much navigating through it. Um, I think I, I, I think you, I, I've kind of put it in sections like, you know, figuring out the work balance, the kids and, um, you know, these piles will wait a little bit longer until I kind of navigate through um, the, the new school, you know, the new school process. And they'll stay here, um, but, you know, I, I'll have to declutter um, and, you know, get, get, you know, some liveliness in this room versus just a blank uh, canvas behind me because it is a bit dull and boring. Um, but... Yeah. I, I think everybody just needs to find um, their their own way of balance. And that would have been my mantra. I, I think every day I, I really try to also find the balance. Um, as a mom that drove an hour away to work at seven o'clock in the morning, I was never here for bus stop. I was never here when they got off the bus. Um, so every day I'm trying to be, you know, thankful and appreciative for this time. Uh, that I do get to kind of see them jump off the bus on their first day and my kids first day and, and get to ask those questions that I come late to usually, you know, three hours late to when everybody is hangry and tired and needs to be picked up from soccer or whatnot. Um, and then, you know, I, I think, um, I think the other piece of it is that um, from a business side, you really need to find your balance there too. Um, you know, networking, you guys mentioned it before, I went through my calendar earlier um, this year to see all the one-on-ones that I've put on with people. 
that I used to see just like in the hallway or the cafeteria. And then I re-put them on, you know, for teams, uh, you know, on teams, just to keep those open lines of communication. I think that's really important. And, you know, um, you just gotta, you just gotta keep it, keep it going and, and feel, and feel comfortable doing it. It's everybody's uncomfortable right now. I'm having deja vu because somebody else said that. And I love that idea is that like, if you do work for a company like Marsha, you know, you're an entrepreneur, as we say, and, and you used to see like Joe by the, the, but you'd fill your water next to Joe. Cause you're like in the middle of the meeting and now you never get to see him because like, he's not on your team. And like, you don't like somebody else said that, I think it may have been Sarah Martinez. Somebody else that we interviewed said that they put, you know, weeklies now with just people that they miss bumping into. Um, which I think is a really important tool and a great piece of advice for people that right now that, you know, maybe it's, and who knows who those people are going to be one day to you, you know, a coworker. Yeah. Help you down the line. And, it, and it's been great. You like, you know, you genuinely miss these people. These people were a part of a big part of your life. They've had, they've had kids, some of them, um, you know, and they send pictures of their kids. And so, I don't know, I, I think it's, that that's really important, but um, so, you know, you guys were asking about mantras and every day I'm just trying to find the balance. And some days it's skewed one way and some days it's skewed another, but, each and every day is, is just kind of part of this, this little journey that we're all on. Yeah. I love everything you guys are saying. Um, okay. So as our last question to wrap um, the interest of time, I want to, we love to spend a minute shouting out, calling out um, something that we just are really into right now that we think is doing well, right? So we're shaking off all of the conversation about ourselves we like to wrap with like one really good question of like, you know, before it was about travel, which is actually quite funny. We used to say like, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would it be with like your spouse, your best friend? And now I think everyone's answer is just like out, like somewhere. <laughs> anywhere. Out of mass. Um, Shop right sounds good. We stopped asking that question. And now we just talk about what we, we often use. Um, in fact, I just did a webinar this week with my alma mater at Michigan. Um, about our brand crush. Um, I think that, you know, I'm a big believer and I'm, when I'm coaching people about where they want to work and what they want to do, we, we talk about your brand crushes and why you crush on those brands and really navigating like why you actually want to work at those companies. Yeah, they're like, cool. It's like, oh yeah, I want to work for Prada. But like, why? Is it because they like were innovative or so that's a lot of the exercise that I do with new grads. But I think it's so interesting to hear that from professionals as well. You know, is there somewhere that you're crushing on that you think is just doing a really awesome job right now at either the balance or a local business you want to shout out? Because then what we do is we'll tag them and share and promote. You know, I think that there's obviously a lot of local companies that Marcia and Lee might know that Marcia and I frequent. Um, but would love Jacqueline being in, you know, more of the Hudson County area. would love to just hear. Maybe, there, any, maybe there's a vendor. Like a, yeah, a vendor that supported you with or, or a brand that you just, you know, you love their stuff, Lee, you know, or, or whatever, anything else that you would love to shout out that you think our listeners might benefit from in some way. Anybody want to start? Have one that you like? I have one. Um, I've been really, really loving all the stuff from this company called Food 52. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, yeah, but I, have, yes. I, with all this cooking, 
at home, right? Like they have so many great products when it comes to like cooking and storage and just, I've been utilizing a lot of their products for over the course of the pandemic. So I'm just like loving everything they do and find myself constantly buying stuff from there just because it's made it so much easier to do all this cooking and trying to be unique, trying to be like creative with the dishes and so forth. Like we're on a plant-based home. So ultimately that can get tired really quick. But so having all these different little things to be able to incorporate. I've been really enjoying their products and like what they do and integrating it a lot into my life during these past six months. And they have like 2 million and one followers right now. Like live. Yeah, it's, it, they're great. They're, they're great. Yeah, Dave, my husband, they wow. started as a blog. I don't remember exactly where I started following them. Yeah, my I husband used so. to send their recipes to me a lot. Like when they yeah. have like the good, like if you're trying to find like the good, like whatever recipe, like if you trip over mm -hmm. a Food 52, post like that typically is like you know it has garlic, garlic dip yum yum See yeah their stuff is great <laughs> like really good like their stuff is really good. yum great and advice. It's, a way, okay. it's a way to like make it a little bit because you can't really go out to the restaurant i mean you could eat you could dine out in new jersey right now but and they're going to be opening up um indoor dining in new york soon so they're probably going to do it here too but when you're eating at home you these little things make it feel a little bit less mundane and a little more special so just treating yourself in that kind of way, you can't go out like you used to, you can't socialize as much as you used to. So adding these little elements into your day-to-day -day life makes it feel a little bit more special and the whole experience a little bit more tolerable. I love it. That's great. Lee, anything, anywhere you want to shout out, local sure, or like elsewhere? Along the same lines, I would give a huge shout out to our friend Jess Rogers at the Blonde Shallot. I mean, mm -hmm. talk about opening up a retail spot when you think at the worst time and ultimately ends up being uh, the, a blessing for her. Uh, if you don't know Jess or the Blonde Chalet, she uh, specializes in, you know, to-go meals, essentially um, mm. healthy, delicious salads and sandwiches and soups, which I can't wait for them to come back. Um, and oh my God, the does, spicy Thai. Oh my God, oh the my spicy gosh. Thai. Spicy so Thai chicken noodle, it's the best. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm like so, thinking about it like four months in advance. I went through quarantine just so thankful for her being open and being able to have delicious salads that I didn't have to make myself and um, dinners that my kids love. So I guess if we're going to keep it to food, I mean, I literally could shout out like a million things, but uh, I would I would say uh, Blonde Charlotte for sure. I'm crushing on her heart. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I do think I always like the double entendre meeting of like a sentence. Like I'll say like this sentence means so much more. Sometimes you just don't want to make the salad yourself. No. You just don't. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. don't. And when you cut those vegetables up, you could cut those vegetables up exactly the same way and it doesn't taste as good as when you picked it up. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the same Agreed. thing is when you want to when you want to go to the bar at the at the at the well beach in our club. case the beach club and you could make that yourself. Tastes so much better when somebody else makes it for you. It's so much like 100% right, <laughs> Blonde Shallot does a wonderful job, and she opened her storefront, like, right before this all started. And um, she has an awesome business, and her salads are, like, pretty top-notch. Yeah. What about you, Marsh? Besides Deli Boy, we already shouted him out. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you know what? Um, I was actually thinking, like, you know, there's so many businesses that have had to just pivot and change their model. I know, I love um, it. And I think just following them and, and watching them persevere, like, over these times has been just really interesting. And you mentioned also earlier Rent the Runway. We've seen how they've had to change. And I think there's been a lot of, you know, our local Brook coffee shop change their kind of process. Um, 
But um, I, I'll give a shout out to the gyms because um, they've had a really a tough go. So uh, I know we've got Poe and Tootsie. Um, I, I go I go to Platform and Carbone. Um, they're, I think that they've done such an amazing job of giving everybody an outlet, um, especially when everybody needed it. Um, they went all virtual for a while. Uh, and then, you know, now to outside classes, to having inside classes with masks. And I, I feel like they've had to overcome a lot. Um, and it's just been interesting to watch all these business models really have to change. And, uh, you know, the entrepreneurs have to adjust to, to what the times are and to what their clientele was looking for. Yeah. So totally I'll, give, I'll give my shout out to there because they totally keep me sane. <laughs> 100%. It really is powerful stuff when you stop and really think about all the stuff that's happened, right? When yeah. you yeah. really like and that's just why take I, a minute. And you know what? That in and of itself is why I love doing these because, you know, the thing is, is Marissa and I obviously, you know, figuratively and literally have a loud voice, myself louder than her. But, yeah. you know, I think it's so important to shed light and shine light on like just, you know, the every woman like you guys just doing your thing, trying to, you know, bring light to others. Obviously, Marsha and her role and Jacqueline and Lee every day with your clients and making other lives better. Right. And yeah. that's what. Um, and I loved having you guys here today to talk a little bit about this matter, which is, you know, what it looks like now to work from home. And I hopefully our audience and Marsha even got some good tips and tricks. I want to go buying a plant tomorrow. I need a filing system and a plant. By the way, I think you should get a NASA approved plant. I want a yeah, NASA approved really plant. Good. I want a filing system. Really I need all the things. Um, and I really thank you all for being here today and sharing a little bit of light about what you do and how it can help others. Um, and, and really just thank you for coming because I think this was a, a great panel. Marissa, good job curating this one. And yeah. such a pleasure Thanks, having Marissa. you. It is, it is Thanks, a significant what's the matter. It is. Yes. yes. And hopefully with, with all of your help and, and, um, you know, the, the, hopefully the winter isn't so terrible. And if it is, we're going to order some blonde shallots, some deli boy, and we're going to be just fine. We're gonna and I, and yeah. I can, I can, I can end with an important sentence. These two women are extremely busy. If you need help staffing, please think of choice fashion and media and your friends at the dream catchers. We know a ton of really talented people that are hungry to get back to work and or may or may not have a traditional resume for you in their past life. But after hearing you speak today, might be inspired to, to, to take a journey with you. So Absolutely. You, know, yeah. and and you are testaments to industries that are actually doing well right yes. now. So yes. not wood, right? Mm. That's, that's me. Actually, that's a not really great way. As Lee long as there are piles, Lee will be busy. I love that way to wrap up. I think that's a perfect sum up. Here we are. I didn't even think of it that way in an otherwise kind of dark, dreary career minded space. And these three women are busy. Pharma is busy and organization is busy. Pharma, design, jury design. We're very busy. And, 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 and not for nothing, you're all making people well. Yes. And no. that's the important part. You know? Thanks for your hard right work. Now. Thank you guys so much. Anything Thanks else that you wanted, to, anything that we didn't ask and you wanted to be able to say before we hang up, we always make sure that there was any little sound bite that you wanted to say that we didn't get to. If not, we are set. 
Thank you guys. Thank really you. appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great evening, everybody. You Last time, I'm going to go hit my belly boy now. Thanks. Bye. Enjoy. Thanks for coming and sharing the news. Bye. Thank you.